Stroud looking underneath. Caught. And touchdown, Jackson Smith and Jekyll. Big hole for Bond. High stepping into Baylor territory. And you can kiss Deuce Bond goodbye. Action here. Williams setting up. Going downtown. Mims is there. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Baylor's with a quick swing pass. It's Keaton Mitchell on the sideline. Across midfield. It's a foot race. Welcome back to the Burning the Red Shirt podcast. I'm your host, Zach Tao, and with me is Chris Kay again. No Andrew again. Um, one of these days, all three of us will reunite and uh, make it happen. But um, Chris, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. I, you know, I, I make a joke about, I think it was you being sick and then I was sick, but we postponed enough till today to get this recorded. But the big story here is it took you 12 tries to get that intro. Yeah. And the intro was like, it's like 14 words, man. I know. I know. You rusty over there? What's going Uh, on? Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of stuff going on. This was like, when we were talking about when we were going to do this, it was like, Hey, let's do Tuesday night. No, I can't do Tuesday night. What about Wednesday night? I'm good Wednesday night. And then somebody else isn't good Wednesday night. So it's just kind of, it's been kind of tough the last month or so really to kind of plan this, but we, we do, our best to push this content because we know you guys love the burning red shirt podcast. So here we are loyal, loyal <laughs> listeners. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things leading into week seven, but there's week six. There's some, there's some storylines we want to talk about. Um, I know you pushed, you pushed out something on the <laughs> pushed. Yeah. You pushed something out on the Twitter about um some podcast topics right you wanted to get yeah. some you some sound feedback. like my you sound like my uncle who <laughs> is not like the most socially like in the in the you know the twitter yeah i remember many years ago he was like so chris tell me about the twitter so it's and funny I like, you, well, like i say no that <laughs> i say that and it, it's kind of more of a a joke like uh, people people kind of run with it like the Twitter or the internets or interwebs or whatever like yep. something like that the dark but, web yeah um, gotcha. but on Twitter you posted the um, what kind of yeah, questions I got some, and concerns yeah I got so, some questions any, um, I, well I don't I don't really want to start with them yet oh yeah okay well, I want to start like with that? I want to start with last week I thought okay. last week was underwhelming to an extent you know we went into like the main slate in terms of like dfs those games were like all insanely crazy in terms of scores like that's what like the totals were screaming right um a little underwhelming but i thought there were some really good games and i was sick for like half of the day so i literally sat on the couch and got up like Mm. twice for like a seven hour period which is impressive um Mm. but the big thing my big takeaway from the day was i always I stick around on Saturdays. Like you can't reach me on a Saturday. I have my best friends. I'm like, mm, I'm not around a computer on a Saturday in the fall. I'll catch you later. You know, like, yeah. and it pays off for me, even mm-hmm. if I lose friends. And the reason why is because of stuff like uh, Saturday where this Bahrain Morton starts <laughs> and then also Sparkman and Miles Price were out. I figured Price was out, but all of a sudden now, all these Texas Tech receivers come into play. Morton comes into play. I had a bunch of Donovan Smith. Yeah. So then I was able, able to pivot. I was able to put in correct lineups in for the afternoon slate. Every single, well, I shouldn't say that. A lot of my best weeks in the last three, four years of playing, especially the COVID year, oh my God, were the weeks that I was around on Saturday. So like yeah. around on the start times, and so it makes it tough, but it it really does pay off when you find those late, random, crazy um, uh, injuries and stuff. Did you right. watch the Texas Tech Oklahoma State game? I did not. Um, I actually, I wanted. I know you want to jump into that, but Friday night, the game that I was watching was Houston Memphis, and I actually almost went to that game. You should have. I had tickets, and I just had so much other stuff going on. I just couldn't swing it. But did you? Were you able to scalp them? Is the question? No, no, no. Like I, had, somebody was giving me tickets, and I told them, "Look, look, you got oh, to give okay. them somebody else." You know, gotcha. I don't. You know, so they weren't my tickets, but 
you had access. You yeah, I could have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what a crazy game. Huh? It, right. And I went to bed. I went. I went to bed thinking, oh, Memphis has got this in the bag. You know, we had to get up because we did soccer tournament Saturday morning. We had to get up, and go, and I wake up and see like in our Discord because you know we do our locks of the week. You know, and somebody pick Houston, and all I remember seeing is like, man, I can't believe that covered. I'm like, what? What do Houston, you mean? Houston plus three. They were down a hundred. Yeah, how did they how did they come back? And then I go back and they not just cover, they won. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, holy shit, what yeah. happened? That's the yeah, Houston Memphis. Yeah, that was that was going into the week, uh, into that Friday slate. I thought that was gonna be the best game. Like I just yeah. thought like the you know, and I think everybody would agree, like Houston's perennial uh I should say in the last ten years, both of those teams have been very good G five teams. Yeah. Um both of them great teams and memphis a little bit and houston you know but it proved to be a really awesome game overall right ended up just 26 to 12 in the fourth quarter they had scored seven points the whole game up until the fourth quarter and then just exploded but i don't want to go into that game in depth i just thought it was interesting that like i woke up and they had won the game and it was out of nowhere um, obviously the Colorado state Nevada game was something we kind of thought Colorado state was going to be way better than we, um, they actually are. That was our first win. Did you 17, 14 look at the box score? Did you look uh, at yes, the box score? I did. And it's, you realize that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I got to even look at it. Cause like I tried to erase that one from my memory. They won. And I don't know if they scored an offensive touchdown. I don't think they did. Colorado State, yeah. They had they threw for 78 yards. They had, a, they had a yeah, they had a defensive touchdown and like a um yeah, an intercept. They had a fumble and a defense uh, interception for a touchdown. Yeah. And they won 17-14. <laughs> Incredible. Like the offense what's, is what's what crazy? we raved about all summer long, how cool they were gonna be, and then like they, they just suck. Well, None of the guys are still there. Is the no, problem, I, I, right? I got you. Like, but like they, like you yeah. would think though, like the philosophy would still carry some. Yeah, you know, the system was always like in an air raid. Like the system at least holds value regardless of who's in it. Like this doesn't seem to be the case. Like, well, they, the I think it only there. goes to a certain extent, right? Like yeah. Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, um, Nicolosi, yeah. 11 of 22 for 78 yards and two touchdowns. No, I two said picks. to myself, two picks, not two touchdowns, two, two picks. picks or yeah, not two. Yeah, of course. Um, I said to myself, I'm going to roster some of these cheap Colorado state receivers because like if he goes 17 for 50, 17 for 40, that's an awful day. But like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a three four catches. Maybe I, I lock into a touchdown or like a sixty yard catch or something, mm-hmm. right? Nine of the eleven passes that were caught went to Tory Horton. <laughs> he pro. I mean, I can look real quick, but twenty two passes. Let's see real quick. How many targets did Horton get? Fourteen targets. Fourteen of the twenty two went to Tory Horton. So, I mean, that's what you get out of a young guy, right? Like, I think this is good to remember for future reference, right? When you have a young mm-hmm. backup, yeah, who's the number one? If you have a clear number one, Tory Horton clearly is. He's getting thrown the ball. Now, that's an insane amount, right? But, like, yeah. would you be happy with 12 or 11 of the 22? Hell yeah. So, yeah, something to remember for uh, future reference when you get some some young backups that don't know what the heck they're doing. They're just going to look to like the best receiver and right. just chuck it his way every time. Right. All right. So then we'll fast forward to Saturday. Um, I know you want to talk about Texas tech, Oklahoma state, but I want to kind of run down the the top, you know, the top 10. Sure. Know? Go for it. The Alabama A&M game. Like I didn't watch it because I was like, you know, I guess soccer tournament that was out, but I watched all of it. I kept, Super sick. Watched I all kept of it. checking the score. I'm thinking like, how are they not blowing them away? Like, and then I, I watched you know, little highlights later, and I'm thinking, okay, well, Milrow started, which, by the way, I probably should have started him in our uh, dynasty. I, I did start DJU, which didn't turn out to be very bad in the end. Started pretty rough, but uh, Milrow would have been just fine. Um, but that game, like, you, you watched it. So is Alabama underwhelming, or was Yeah, they, they were pretty underwhelming okay. to me. Um 
it all was because Alabama's I can't tell if was Alabama's defense like that good or was AM's offensive line that bad? Hmm. Because what ended up happening was every single time Haynes King went back to throw a pass, he was throwing a jump pass every time. <laughs> like I think I saw that there were like 32 pressures in the game. Jeez. Like 32 of the snaps there was pressure or something like that. And he didn't right? play honestly, like looking at the, the numbers, he didn't play a terrible game. Dude, it was the ugliest performance. Like every single time he threw the ball, like both feet were in the air. Like he never <laughs> threw the ball. He never set his feet. Feet on the ground. Yeah, never. Mm. Um, every catch seemed to be acrobatic. Mm. Nothing looked easy. Like Evan Stewart looked incredible. Um, Moose Muhammad looked great. Um, we had a Chase Lane sighting, which was interesting because he's been hurt a while. Yeah. Uh, he clearly wanted to just like slow the game down, give it to a Shane and just hope that like he could break one. They made some really bad play calls, especially the, um, the play for the touchdown for yeah. the attempted um, touchdown to win. I think, did you see the highlight of that one at least? Yeah. Yeah. So right there at like the two yard line after a pass interference, that was sketchy to begin with, um, which was a turnover but it was overturned by it. So the game would have been over. They call it pass interference. They're on like the one or two yard line. They throw, he throws like a, like a two yard out or a two yard down, you know, up and back like a little hook, but like five seconds too late. Cause he's Haynes King. <laughs> so never had a shot. He could have caught it and it wouldn't even mattered. And in my head, I'm thinking like, you got to run the ball or you got to do a trick play. That's where my head was at. Did you, after seeing the play or what's your just general philosophy, struggling offense, bad offensive line, clearly outmatched, but you're just able to hang in there because it's college football. Like you're what would about you have? If, if I just, had the one, like if I at the goal line. Or yeah. Like, one play to win it all. What um, would you have called in a situation like well, that? Well, I, I don't have a playbook necessarily sitting here, but I, I would like to think that, I have a good group of 10 to 15 plays that I could lean on in a one or two yard scenario at any point, anywhere on the field that I need one or two yards. This is the group of plays that I could pick. And I would say my go-to is probably not the consensus. Like in, an, in this situation, anyway, you're outmatched on the offensive line. You know, a trick play is nice. I mean, the Boise roots come out of me, right? Like I want, I want Statue to, of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, and when you're talking, just I need a yard to win the game. I like a good old sprint out quick the guy dives in and then shoots back out toward the pylon and you just hit him on a quick like dart. But when you when it's you hard. when you sprint out, when you roll out, you've you've condensed the field to half the field. Yeah. So that backside throw, unless you're gonna play a throwback, which is crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. The, the problem I had a friend say you know, I want him to roll out, have, you know, have the option to Haynes King was like, yeah. he had like, it was like 80% crushed. Like he had gotten <laughs> hit the entire game. He was not running anywhere. Right. Hence but I, do, I agree with the philosophy. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, hence why he's like already been basically said, he's not going to play the next game. Like they're yeah. basically saying Connor uh, Wigman or Wigman is going to be getting, making his first start when they play yeah. next. So, I, I agree with the philosophy though. Get your guy out. Let him have an option to run a run pass option, as they always say on TV. It drives me nuts. But for sure, in theory, I love that idea. Right now, I, I, you asked me what I would do in this my situation. situation. In this particular, if I had Haynes King, okay, it might change my my philosophy a little bit. But like in general, if my quarterback's mobile, I'm going to give him the the opportunity to make a play. Um, but if I like, I'm gonna throw it. I like the little sprint out. Just throw it to that front pylon and hope that your guy beats him there. Like, I don't know. Probably not the best play call. Um, that's what I would do. But let's let's move yeah. on past the Alabama game. Um, Georgia, Georgia kicked the snot out of Auburn like we kind of thought they would. Yep. Um, then Ohio State beat Michigan State pretty handily. Um, Stroud was pretty much perfect. Uh, Michigan. I mean, the whole offense was perfect. <laughs> right. Michigan struggled early. Struggled early. Uh, and then second half to, uh, pulled away. Clemson, Clemson struggled early. 
and then pulled away, yeah. blew them out. Uh, kind of a theme. I yeah. will let me add something real quick. Yep. Uh, two things real quick, actually, for both. Uh, McCarthy threw a, his first pick of the season. Mm. Not too surprising because they haven't played that great of defense. He was very efficient, by the way. I noticed. And yes, because after that interception, he was like sixteen for sixteen or wow. twelve for twelve or something. It was great afterwards. Which it's Indiana. But it's always good to see. It is. I think right. maybe his first three hundred yard game. DJU. You said, hey, you know, he got to that point total, which he did. I rostered him a bunch in DFS. He seems to keep kind of doing that more recently. But at the end of the day, as long as he gets the points, I don't care when he gets them. You said exactly what I'm thinking. Like, he started out slow, and then he just got the point total you needed out of him. Like, And it just seems, like you said, happen. And and however it happens, he seems to get the the, the number. Like, last week, I think – he was sitting at like a, I think he had two TDs and I'm like, that's eh, not really enough for me to really, um, really be excited about. And then all of a sudden, like near the end of the game, he gets another one and you're like, okay, I, I can live with that. You know, like yeah. how one touchdown can like completely yep. change your view on the players. Like he had a, he had an okay game to, Oh, he had a pretty good game now. And it's just one touchdown. Literally it could be a yard that can make the difference. How, how you view a player. Um, from one week to another. But we'll move on. USC beat Washington State. They also struggled early, too. Like this, like you said, it was a theme. All these top 10 teams kind of struggled early, um, except Tennessee. But I want to go back. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Now, what you got? I mean, that was pretty close. That was a fun game. Yeah. I was impressed by Morton. I mean, that guy's got some grit, you know, and I'm a Lions fan, so I know grit. Jeez. <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> I think somebody get a Dan Campbell reference. I'm going to do it. Um, I thought he looked good. I mean, he was great at the beginning, and then he sixty-two he passes. Hit. Yeah, he took a hit to the shin, maybe right before half or right after half, and was never the same. Right. I think he was at like 25 fantasy points right before half, and then he mm-hmm. ended with like 31. Um, it makes you wonder what were they thinking because Donovan Smith played. Like mm-hmm. he came in multiple times as quarterback, as a receiver, a couple times. So, what does that say about him for them to say we take this uh, Morton, who's clearly banged up? Like yeah. he was getting hit, and it like took him ten seconds to get back to the huddle. Right. Like, so I thought I was very impressed by him. You know, the yeah. NC State game was kind of rough, but he looked really good for a redshirt freshman against Oklahoma State, whose defense is incredible. They're not the old. Oklahoma State, you know, recent years, but very, uh, very nice performance by him. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State, we talked about them last week. Like, they're just a good team. Good team. It's a good Big 12. Yeah. I think overall. I don't think overall. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think the top team is going to, the top one or two teams is going to compete with the top in the SEC or Big 10. Right. You know, Ohio State in Michigan. Um, but, but that's a that's a good group. They're gonna have. I think I wouldn't be surprised if two of them are in the top six or seven at the end of the year. Like yeah. the, I think that's they might kind of like like uh, knock each other, cannibalize, out of the yeah, cannibalize each other. Yeah. But I think there's some some really quality teams at the top. So I wanted to mention the next team. I, I threw it out there. Tennessee dominated of LSU of without without Cedric Tillman, which meant of course they did. There was plenty of opportunity for. A guy like Jalen Hyatt, or I don't know, Brew McCoy, to have Brew a good McCoy. have a good game, and Brew McCoy had seven catches for a hundred and forty yards. Thoughts, Chris? Is this I like mean, is this like the day where you're like, yeah, he didn't have a touchdown, but you're like, that's my, that's my boy right there, that's no, my no, dog. No. Big fan, <laughs> he's a big fan of the show. Um, seven, I think it was seven for one forty. I think he's just showing that I think going into the year, people were like, Oh, he's slow. He's big, but whatever. Like he should play defense or he just doesn't know what he's doing. His head's not all right. Cause he transfers so much. And I get mm-hmm. it. Right. Like, right. We also have to remember kids are kids, right? College what kids are stupid. Remember we've already yeah. we've gone over this. And, and, and yeah. we're all one of them. We were all one of them. We all did stupid things. When we were 18. Yeah. And, but Luckily, there was no 24-7 reporter following me when I did it, right? Right. So, you know, I think he's proving to be a very, very formidable player. I think him and Hyatt 
are going to display like rotate who's Robin to Batman when Cedric Tillman's back. Yeah. Um, Cause I think Tillman's the ultimate receiver there, obviously. And I think he's back this weekend personally, yeah, but, but that's, that's also like you say, the Robin to Batman, but they play Alabama this week and I'm trying to figure out how Alabama's going to cover all three of these guys. If Tillman does that's play. the thing, right? Like I think, I think what the really nice thing about this Tillman injury is if you want to like look at it from um, a positive standpoint is, Tennessee very clearly has to be confident with their top three. Oh yeah. And they like Ramel Keaton. I mean, they, he had some really good opportunities. He just didn't follow through on. I think one of the end zone, um, especially is the one that, that sticks out to me, but like they have a really great top three and like Keaton's a really solid four. So it makes things difficult. I think like Tillman's going to get the lion's share of care uh, targets, but mm-hmm. when it comes to, alternative options like i think brew and hyatt are really good and they're gonna really stretch defenses out you know hyatt's great short brew's great deep you know hyatt's been good over the middle like i think they have a lot of uh some great skill sets that are gonna make them i think their defense is better too by the way i think tennessee might be real but I I've thought they were going to be kind of real. I know Andrew said they're going to be more fun than good. That's the that's which the, which was fair. Yeah, which was fair in the off season. But 100% I, the fair way the I looked at Tennessee always was yeah they're going to be fun. But if they're fun, they're going to be in a lot of games. And if they can turn some of those games where they were maybe losing by a field goal or a touchdown and turn those into wins, I don't yeah. see how they're not challenging for the SEC East, let alone just the SEC in general. Yeah, um, I think this will LSU was a nice test at LSU, but it was a noon game. If it yeah. was, uh, I seven. think it was actually eleven a.m. Yeah, right? it was the. If it, it was a seven p.m., ooh, that would have been a challenge. But I, this will be their biggest, obviously, challenge. Right. Um, they still have to play Georgia, so like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Alabama. I wouldn't be shocked either. That number was at I think eight and a half when it first in opened. Knoxville. And I think it's like seven and a half or seven at this point. Like, like it's I, moved. Like I, the way I've seen now, I, I think they sat Bryce Young to make sure he was ready for for Tennessee. I, I would be I would be blown away if he doesn't start against Tennessee. Um, but Agreed. what I what I will say is, I refuse to believe that Alabama is Bryce Young away from being great. Like I I, I just don't believe that. Oh, Jalen Milrose, the starting quarterback. Now they're just average. Like I, I don't think it's just a one guy because Bryce Young hasn't been just stellar this year anyway. Let's. Go ahead. I think they have other things they need to figure out. Yeah, it'll be interesting because before Young got hurt, mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs right was a guy that got five, six carries. It felt yeah. like I think they've leaned. He's on the gotten game, yeah. yeah, I think so too. They, I think he's gotten thirty nine carries in the last two games and. I think uh, the heavy majority of that, right? Because Young got hurt before half, wasn't it, against Arkansas? I think so, yeah. Um, so you're looking at a bunch of carries, and he's run for like 390 in those two games. So it'll be interesting to see what they do or how they look with Gibbs rolling and like a confidence in Gibbs, and he looks great, um, and a good, like, a, like and Young also playing great. Yeah. Because previously we've only had Young playing very good to great because i want to i want to no rush i want to back up for a second so um and i'm not saying this like because be like an alabama hater or anything but let's look at the, the road test the big road test they had was at texas and we can say whatever they we want about texas texas should have won that game well they lost the yours and there was that questionable that, safety call that's my point agree that uh, yeah yeah i know they didn't they would have should have could i get all that but if we're talking about the Alabama, the Alabama should have never been in a game with Texas. Let's, if we're talking about Alabama, Alabama was going to supposed to steamroll them, right? I thought they were going to steamroll them, but then watching Bryce Young in that game, he didn't look like Heisman Bryce Young, you know. And and I'm wondering if it's you know eventually replacing receivers in the portal instead of just organically. Does it and bite you? Does it, does it bite come you? back to bite when you? When does end? it yeah. finally bite you? And I'm wondering if that's now. That yeah, like, they've got they're talented. Like Burton's good. Like he would play pretty much anywhere, right? But I think the just the, the cohesiveness between quarterback and receivers just doesn't seem to be as in sync as it was a year ago, two years ago. And I'm wondering, like Tennessee's got those players in sync. 
And I'm willing to go on and make a bold prediction. Oh on, boy. On the Here Burning we go. Redshirt podcast. Not only, and this is going to bite me in the ass. I already this know it. This is going to be so great, especially with the lead up. I not only, you said it was seven points. It's like seven and a half, I think. And Alabama's favored, I assume. Yep. Yep. I not only think that Tennessee covers, and I not you only, think they're win. I not only think they're going to win, I also think they win by double digits. Oh, is it, is it because Hooker is so good? I think Tennessee's offense is going to put a lot of stress on Alabama. And if Alabama struggles like they have in big games, like they played at Texas, that was a tough environment. Playing at Tennessee when Tennessee's actually good is going to be a test. Dude, it, they might not go to sleep in Knoxville till like. And, and let me ask you if, if you, Saturday, if, if, if I would. said. Tennessee playing Texas. Who wins the game? Tennessee against Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I like Tennessee by pretty, I, I pretty significantly. Right? Pretty significantly, right? Uh, A couple I, touchdowns before the Red River rivalry. I would have said yes. I would. I still think they win by seven to ten. Okay, like I just, I think Tennessee is built today to beat Alabama more than Texas is. I think the difference is this year compared to others is that the offense doesn't scare you as much. Like if yeah. you need to stop, right? Like this, we saw it against AM and we're spending a lot of time on Bama, but rightfully so. But we're extent. really talking about Tennessee here. This is really that's, talking that's about. actually true too. Yeah. When you need a stop against Bama, it is incredibly hard to get one, right? Yeah. This year, not the case. AM stopped them to get that last drive, right? They, they don't have the depth at running back. And Gibbs is amazing, but just until this, you know, two weeks ago, did they feel confident in him? So they don't, they don't, they don't move and, and act like they used to. And, the, so. and they're not as stout against the run either. Like the, the games I've watched them play, like, yeah, they're still elite athletes on that defense, but it just seems like Texas didn't really have a, I, I get, they got Bijan. I get it. You got a top five running back in the country. But I, I, years ago, Alabama, you weren't running on Alabama. You were yeah. you were not getting thirty yards on Alabama. Yeah, and, Will and now, Anderson will be really interesting on Saturday because this Tennessee <clears throat> offense, as we all know, just goes, goes, goes. Right? right. Like, so I could see a situation where if Will Anderson does not start on the field and Tennessee gets a first down, he does not see the field for eight to ten plays. Where Tennessee oh. goes so fast, where there's Alabama has to them. sacrifice to get him on for a play, or he just never comes back on. So, how many fake injuries do you do we well, over under twelve for Alabama? Well, Tennessee is usually the fake injury, yeah. Right, but um, if they go fast, I wouldn't put it past yeah. him. I wouldn't. No, I, I don't want to stay on this one too long. But so, are you joining my pick or no? Are you going to be? Bold? I, I. Th- I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I the double digits is bold. I like what we the, do here. The, I like Tennessee in the points. You though, could say sure. it's it's a burning Definitely. hot take. Right? It is a burning hot take. <laughs> that might cost you your shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So it completely will probably backfire on me, especially the way my my locks of the week have gone this year. Yep, uh, it's been a little rough for me. But <clears throat> um, moving out of that game, the Oregon Arizona game, I thought. Oregon dominated. Bo Nix did his thing. And, 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 and you called, I was it was you, right? Talking about how Bo Nix is like sneakily becoming like a Heisman contender. I and was tweeting about it. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. So here's the question. Okay. Does he get, does he win the Heisman or does he get second? <laughs> the guy is incredible. Right well, now. I 330 think... rushing yards, eight yards per carry, eight rushing touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, the three interceptions, with 1,500 passing yards, 70% completion percentage. The thing that's going to What else him, do you need? Think, well, he needs to ha- pick up his university and move it about 2,500 miles east. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he, I think he, at this rate, he will be in New York City, mm. not for sightseeing. Is that your bold prediction of the That pod? is my bold They're prediction. They're burning high prediction. <laughs> there's no reason for him not to at this point. I don't think he wins it, and I think there's a couple of factors that come mm. into it. One... Well, you already said he's West Coast. He's yeah. in Oregon. They don't care about football there typically. Um, 
they lost to Georgia and he didn't do anything and they lost to Georgia bad, right? Yeah. Um, and again, he's West Coast. Like people just don't like West Coast. The whole Heisman voting situation is just the most garbage right. thing there is because people vote with weeks left in the season. Right. Um, and I just think there's a lot of good candidates other than him, generally speaking. Well, Stroud, that's good. That great you're one. leading into my next, my next. Hayden Hooker. How about? Hear me out here. How about Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA? You talk to take those West Coast votes, you right? Know? You you talked about Bo Nix being what seventeen and three, TD to interception, twelve to three with 12, eight, to, oh, 12 uh, to three eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah, DTR is fifteen to two with four rushing touchdowns, and both are well, and they're undefeated, and they're undefeated, and the yeah. loss to George is going to hurt Bo Nix. It, it will. Well, it's going to happen soon. We're going to get a meeting of the minds Bingo. there. October but we talked about it on the last pod. It was me and you. And I said this is the put up or shut up time for UCLA against Utah, and they you did they handled business. They usually lose that game. Yeah, Charbonnet almost two hundred yards, ETR with three hundred and four touchdown. Like, like they played a damn near perfect game offensively. Yeah, um, they play. Um, they play each other on the twenty second. So it'll be a if great that's not game, game day. I don't know what is, but it, what's probably on? another Tennessee game if they can make it happen. <laughs> Tennessee, Georgia, is that when they play? You uh, know, Syracuse fans are real pissed about that. Did you hear that? Uh. Uh-uh. Syracuse fans were upset that they would go to Tennessee again so soon, especially when Syracuse is playing uh, NC State, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yo, they don't even have their quarterback. You have a top ten matchup in Knoxville. Like, come on. Like, it's just it's unfortunate they yeah. didn't do a great job of projecting that out but but i don't think people not... thought tennessee was going to be undefeated either yeah and you're just not going to go to nc state syracuse over bama tennessee that's relevant i'm sorry and i like syracuse mm-hmm. i like i i hope they beat nc state and i think they're better than nc state but that just seems a little bit wild so, to think that they would do that. Let's move on a little bit. Another game we talked about last week was the game day game, TCU-Kansas. I, I'm not shocked. they Kansas hung around. Um, I thought With their T- backup. Yeah, I thought TCU was the better team, but Kansas just found a way to keep scoring and hanging with them, and then it just they just didn't have enough at the end. But Kansas is, is legitimate. Like, I know TC, we're not talking about TCU being a top-10 team or anything, but I think – TCU is a good enough team to set the a barometer of where Kansas is. Yeah, I would say Kansas is not lucking into wins. No. I am very curious to see what Bean is going to do because we've mm-hmm. had plenty of chances at watching Jason Bean yeah. in plenty of good offensive <laughs> teams, right? right? Like in, yeah. in styles, right? I hope he does great because it's, I mean, how fun was it to watch game day and at Kansas and people were actually there and like going crazy. So right. I think that's awesome. Um, and TCU is a good barometer. I don't think TCU is like this insane team, but they're very good. Explosive. And to keep up with them. Yeah. And to keep up with them offensively is impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to acknowledge another thing we talked about last week. It might be a time to panic about Deuce Vaughn. Um, it might be. <laughs> we we all we all kind of were in agreement. Um, me I say all me you and a couple of the people that were watching us live. Um, that you know he gets the volume like so why not is shouldn't be a problem in the long run, but man he struggled. I mean everybody struggled in that game ten to nine Kansas State won Iowa State but ten carries twenty three yards two catches fourteen yards like that's that's not good from a top a first round pick. And no, I want to say he got banged up at some point. Even Didn't... still, though, man, like you, you but, would hope but that you're he, right. It's not great. You would it's hope he pop a good... like a forty yard run somewhere and it made it look like, okay. He yeah, he got hurt, but he did in his limited carries do something. This didn't seem to do much. Um, as a matter of fact, he had a nine yard carry, meaning he had in his other nine carries what fourteen yards. Like that's that's yeah. that's rough. So. I think that's the Adrian Martinez effect. I think mm. he's just swallowing up all a bunch of carries, yeah, and a bunch of like the, the the great carries right around the goal line, right? Why would you? I know Deuce Vaughn's awesome and he's small, but like he's big and strong for his stature. 
but like it's Agent Martinez. Who would you rather have run the ball on the one? Right. So there's a bunch of other games that nothing major. I guess Texas blowing out Oklahoma is kind of a surprise. Um, like you don't expect that ever to happen, even in their down years, quote unquote, right? Like even in a down year for those teams, you expect it to be a, a game. And right. that was never a game. Um, Ewers look good. Texas just looked good all around. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, I'll ask you. Do you think it was Texas looks really good or Oklahoma just isn't good? They're 0-3 in the Big 12, which seems insane. I think Texas just looked that good. I also think that like when you don't have Dylan Gabriel, like when you're on your backup, like yeah. things can get ugly real quick. So I think Oklahoma will be okay generally Mm. speaking but i think this is more of an indictment on how good texas could be moving forward um how about that kent state miami ohio game (laughs) and colin schley yeah 300 passing yards three touchdowns yeah i did 27 more on the ground i was actually gonna leave another mac game i was gonna ask you about and i was gonna ask if you saw the toledo Northern Illinois game. And I know, I know Dequan, but that's not even why I wanted to talk about the game. So yeah, he, he had his three touchdowns and did what he did, but did you happen to see Northern Illinois? I got some audio. Um, I just kind of ruined my whole, my lead in because it just said what I'm talking about. Anyway, Ethan Hampton quarterback for Northern Illinois threw four picks all to the same guy. And he had two touchdowns, right? And two of them were pick sixes. Yeah. That's a career day, like literally a career in one day. Um, yep. I can you imagine? Like you'll ne- he'll never play another game of football in his life and have a better game than that. Statistically, I mean that's literally it. <laughs> that's what you play for. Quinion yeah. Mitchell, four picks for two TDs. Were they trying to throw to the same guy every time, like <laughs> the same receiver. Well, and he was shadowed or what? I, I don't know. I I didn't really pay attention who the receiver was he's throwing to, but like goodness gracious. And the guy who actually had an efficient day, 30 of 49. Two TDs, not four that picks. Bad. No, but, but four of the 19 <laughs> incompletions were picks. Yeah, 5.8 yards per attempt isn't great. No, no. But that's Mac. That's the Mac for you. You lower your standards a little bit in the Mac. That's the Mac for you. Now, imagine if that was on a Tuesday night. Soon. Now, if that's happening on a Saturday, I can't wait for what's going to happen on a Tuesday. Yeah. So we get Fun Belt this week, and then we get two Ooh. two gamers this week. So that's nice. exciting. All right. Any other games you want to kind of gloss um, over? I, well, the Boise did what they did last week. Somehow in the second half, they decided to just hammer the run, which uh, it, it's it, it's made me think like maybe I should go get George Halani for this this run into the playoffs because like <laughs> he's just going to keep running like this. I can live with that. Yep. Uh, we don't need to talk about Israel Abedaconda. Just oh yeah, up my Hokies. That was an insane game. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look through some of these. I mean, you can just stick a fork in Virginia. They're toast. <laughs> they can like move the ball a little bit, and they run enough plays so you like Armstrong had 313 passing yards, but like yeah, they don't ever score. Like Keaton Thompson, I think had nine for 90 maybe through uh receiving which is good but like find the end zone man like what are we doing offensively but no i think um i think that's it i think a lot of those those uh ranked games were just one other team that's undefeated coastal carolina not really the best performance they had 28 points at halftime didn't score again they won 28 20 uh louisiana monroe but i gotta ask where's braden bennett at Dude, save it for Andrew, but I don't know. Man. I mean, like, I'm kind of bringing just, it up for Andrew. Like, I know he's, he's MIA. Yeah. He has. This by the is way, just college football in a nutshell, by the way. It's just, you, we never knew he was hurt in the offseason at any point. We think, okay, well, he's just going to miss the game because of something, right? Banged up, whatever. He twisted he'll be, he'll be back next week, whatever. He might not play again until 2034. At this rate, <laughs> um, I, I wanted to. I, I don't know if this has always been a thing, but defensive stats are on ESPN now. You seen that? Like, yeah, tackles, tackles and stuff, tackles and stuff. Like, that's yeah. never been there. 
for college. I've gamers. seen it for NFL. I don't right. know if I've ever noticed for college. And I know Justice is probably just loving it, right? Like he's the IDP guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But like if, if they're legitimate stats, like IDP becomes more of a, a thing, right? Uh, I don't know about that. It just means that the scoring becomes more <laughs> well, legitimate. These C to C guys, they like to they like to branch out and IDP is is the next thing. Oh, it's it's definitely insane to do IDP. Justice, we love you, but you're nuts. Yeah, um, you're nuts. <laughs> Speaking of our followers, hmm. our fans, we all, uh, we reached out and said, hey, yep. what kind of questions do you have for us? I tried to get to this to start the pod, but here we yep. are. I wanted a great segue. You <laughs> did give it to me, so I didn't allow you to have it. So first one coming from Frank Smith, a.k.a. J. Rogers 0602. Why is Curtis Rourke going to finish a QB1? I'd like you to answer that. Why is he going to finish? I don't. He's not going to finish as the QB one. The QB one of the Mac. Because I don't think that's true either. I well, my point was going to be there's a ton of great quarterbacks. Yeah. This there, like Rourke is awesome, and he's only going to get better as Mac happens, right? Like some of these games, he's just been insane. Uh, and it's but it's not enough rushing. That's the big thing that I'm taking away from it is that he's not. He's got like 40 rushes for 120 um, yards this year, I think is what it is. 101. There we go. He's, what is he, QB, one, two, three, like okay. 16 or so. If you look at fantasy points per game in this one league I'm in, there are so many good quarterbacks above him. Like if you look at the guys above him, these aren't one-off random guys right. that like won't last, right? It's Spencer Sanders, Reed, Harris, Bo Nix, Will Rogers, in fairness Max to Duggan, you. Hooker, Stroud, Plumley, Young, uh, Michael Penix Jr. Like they're not going anywhere. So right. he's not going to. He's going to have. 10. He's going to have to have a Fordham game every week. You know, five hundred plus yards, four plus TDs every single week. And in, in fairness, he's not going to play Penn State and Iowa State rest of the year like that's yeah. the easiest his schedule is pretty much the same throughout from here on out right like it's he's gonna put up numbers eqb1 man he's gonna have to run quite a bit also in fairness mm-hmm. people drafted him super late if they drafted him like mm-hmm. i'm looking at my best balls he was not drafted in almost all of them yeah so like okay so he's a qb20 overall in the year that's incredible. Yeah. If you have him, yeah. you got him super late. Not a, not if you did a dynasty years ago. Because remember with the old Rourke, everybody was like, this Curtis Rourke's going to be amazing. So people spent way much on him. But you got great value on him. Nothing wrong with him being QB 16, 17, 18, oh, no. which is where it seems, right? Like even if you look at the guys behind him, it's insane. Um, Hartman, DTR, Schrader, Caleb Williams, uh, are all like within a point behind him per game right now. So it's just a really crowded group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think, love a Mac player. Yeah. But speaking of Mac players, right? Colin Schley, he's the, he's our, our, our favorite Mac quarterback. As a group, I like Daquan Finn, but I like Schley too. Um, and I think it kind of leads into the other question that we have. Um, mm-hmm. Did you want to read it? You want me to read it? I got it. Uh, Sal Cusimano says, I've played a ton of C2C and Debbie, but newer to CFF and CFF Dynasty. What kind of advice can you give to someone who is new to both, but has a history of C2C and Debbie experience? All right, I'll take this one. I'll start it off. So with college fantasy, um, I don't care what they do in the pros. Do not care. I don't care if they'll ever even be drafted, even make a practice squad. Do not care. I, I'd actually prefer them not to be drafted. <laughs> right. We'll, I was going to get to that. So with C2C and Devi, you're you're banking on them becoming pro and becoming good pros because um, you want your team, if people don't know what C2C is, it's you have a college team, you have a pro team, and you score both. Um, you try to be competitive in both. From what From what I understand, unless that's wrong. I think it's pretty much the the gist of it but if your guys go from college to pro they stay it's basically migrate rosters right that's kind of how it works right so if i have a guy like stroud let's say i have him he's clearly going pro 
Bryce Young. He's clearly going pro. So if I have him, it's great in college, and then he'd be potentially a first-round pick in the NFL, so he's going to be a, a star potentially in the NFL. Whereas this, I just want a guy that's going to run like, let's <laughs> say, a Colin Klein-type quarterback. Like, he's a great college quarterback. Or, I don't know, a Colin Schley. Right? We've yeah. talked about it. He's not pro. He's He has very little pro potential. But he's going to stay three, four, maybe five, six years, however long they let him stay. He's going to be there. And that's huge for C, like for a dynasty, college dynasty. You can't ask for anything more. than that. Yeah, I think what you're trying to say is it's great to have C.J. Stroud, no yes. doubt. Yes. But he also is the QB1 for Ohio State, so he's going to get drafted after his third year. Yep. You're probably going to pay a pretty penny. And if you have the option to get him, there's zero wrong with it, right? He's right. going to be a superstar. He's putting up huge numbers, as we've seen. Yep. But sometimes you can find that gold, that value, that that high performer in the weeds, yep. which is the Mac, the Flint Belt, the Mountain West, some of those guys that look like they're arm punters. <laughs> can be very quality absolutely in, in cff world so you know i think stars and rankings definitely matter in terms of high school stuff because that just helps you kind of sift through the the bs and the garbage of what like who's going to be good right you have a better chance of being good if you're a higher star that's just the way it is right, right. it's not a it's not a for sure but it helps but don't be afraid to look and, and find some of these guys at the smaller programs and you double benefit because it doesn't cost you much. And it, they're also going to be there a while. Colin Schley is, this is his first year starting. He's a third year quarterback and he will have two more additional years to play. And he has no, he pro is not, right. he yeah. is not going pro, not to the NFL. He's going to be an amazing college quarterback. You are literally going to make fun of your friends for having him. And they don't have him for three straight years. And there's a lot to be said for that. I think that's, he's the perfect example of the difference between C2C Debbie and college fantasy and college fantasy dynasty. Cause that's, that's the, like the prototype of a player you want. You want the guy who's really good in his offense, but he's not good enough to go pro. It's like the fine line yep. of, yeah, he's, he, uh, he might be really good, but he's five ten and 190 pounds. And he has like very little yeah. pro aspiration because just he's five nine, five ten, one ninety. But he can put up fifty points a week in college fantasy. All right, yeah. so we have another question. I'll read it. Um, I, I don't, want it, but I'm going to. So CFF guys, Go Austin, ahead. mid mid season retrospective. Any lessons learned that you'll carry into the off season? Any missed opportunities you should have seen coming? I'm going to go. I'll just jump back with Tennessee. Like, I don't know why we sat here and thought like, Hey, we, we, we pitched the brew McCoy thing. Like it was kind of half jokingly half like wishful thinking more. So let's be honest, but that offense had so much potential to be really good anyway. I don't know why we really didn't yeah. just just really go all in with with that offense. Um, I mean, I know they got the big game. I already called them to beat Alabama, all that stuff. But in all seriousness, regardless of what happens this week, they're going to win probably minimum ten games. I would think. Yeah, I think for me, it kind of goes with this. Two takeaways. I wish I would have been harder. Like I wish I would have been on my guys more. Like I was obviously on Brew a ton, and that's yeah. paying off a little bit due to injury. But like I think he would still would have been productive. I've hit on Jake Bobo a big, uh, big mm -hmm. time. I didn't. I was. I'm obviously a Bo Nix guy. I did not draft him enough. You, right? you, you pounded the, the drum was, for him, but you didn't really back it up with with grabbing him in a lot of your drafts. I talked the talk, but I did not walk the walk <laughs> right. as much as I should have. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I was wrong on a lot of stuff in terms of who I drafted, but they weren't all my guys, yeah. right? Like if I'm going to be wrong, I want to be wrong on the guy that like I beat the drum for. You're I don't want to ride or die with a guy, guy right? you cared about yeah. or yeah. Josh, my buddy CFF guys, right? Like yeah. I want to be wrong on the guy that I am beating the drum for. Mm -hmm. um, I agree so that's that. my first one. 
And then my other part would be like, if I don't believe something is going to happen and I strongly believe it, then I should think the pivot to that. The perfect example mm -hmm. going back to brew is if people didn't think brew McCoy was going to be good, then they should have been drafting Jalen Hyatt way higher than they yeah. were. It's kind of like any draft. I, any draft I did not take Brew McCoy in, I should have taken Jalen Hyatt. It's funny you say that because it was how the USC was situation ran out. The USC, everyone's drafting like five, six different USC receivers, and in reality, none of them are really worth it at the end of the day. Mario yeah. Williams has had some games, but he had like 70 yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah, it's good. At the end of the day, you like that, but then the next week he has 30 yards and no touchdowns. So yep. we, we all, all summer long, we were drafting, you know, I had Gary Bryant, you had Taj Washington was thrown in there, uh, Mario Williams, the other guy, um, Rice. You got Brendan Rice. Rice, yeah. Like, there was four, five, six guys that we all said, well, one of these guys is going to pop. And none of them really have popped. Whereas the Tennessee situation is, we knew Tillman was good. But that offense, if we expected to take the next step, maybe we should have kind of hinged on, Hyatt being good or Brew. If you weren't going to believe in Brew, you go Hyatt or vice versa. Um, so I agree yeah. with Or with like point. another way to think about it would be like if you didn't believe in Travion Henderson, you mm. should have hammered the passing game. Yeah. If you didn't believe in Blake Corum, you should have hammered Donovan Edwards. If you thought that Donovan Edwards was overrated, you should have hit Blake Corum. Yeah. Like those are the same. It's basically like whatever yeah. you think is going to happen or think is not going to happen. You need to be basically why is that, bets on why the other side. Why do you believe that? You're hedging. Yeah, why you're hedging. do you believe that? And then why do you believe that? And then who does that impact? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is college football and there's a ton of givens. Kent state is going to score points, right? So if you think college Lee is awful, then draft the backup, right? Like, because someone is going to produce in that offense. Um, that's just the way systems are. Question. Right? I have Every a question year for you. someone comes in and that happens. I have a question for you. So it's not one of the ones yeah. that somebody submitted. I, it's from me. Um, from at ZRTAO underscore CFF. He yeah, can says. You, can you tweet it to <laughs> yeah, me, please? Yeah. So so do you, when you, you draft players that you aren't really high on, do you, like I say, you do multiple drafts, right? Do you grab those guys because you don't want to be fully wrong? Like, you don't want, you're like, I don't really like the guy, but in my eighth draft, like, yeah, I'll grab him just to say I have him. And if he does pop off, I, I do have a share of him. Like, do you think that way? Or, because I know some people do. Well, I, I wouldn't, I would never draft a guy I don't like, but... Like, I think a great example of it would be like Byron Cardwell, the Oregon okay. running back that hasn't done anything. <laughs> I did not draft a ton of them to start, but then I was like, you know what? Like, it's Oregon's offense. They're great. Boom. There's check one. People I like and respect in the industry really like him. Boom. Check two. He's had some good reports out of the offseason. There's check. Like, that's how I fall. That's how you fall yeah. into it, right? Like, and then you have to, you start asking yourself, why am I not? Why don't I like him? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why am I not in love with this guy? But it all, it, 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 by the way, for every Cardwell and Kamar Wheaton and Corey Kiner that like you fall into that, it doesn't work. Um, you get uh, Corley from Western Kentucky. He was being underdrafted where he was. How about Ari and Broussard? Ari Broussard, <laughs> Mr. Steady Eddie over there, yeah. getting it 14 points a week. <laughs> so, you know, I think the I think the point that I was making earlier was like, we're gonna be wrong a lot, right? And I think Andrew mm -hmm. would agree with this. You're gonna be wrong, we're all gonna be wrong a lot. At least be wrong with the guys that you love. Yeah. Like, why would you be wrong with somebody that you have zero tie connection to or believe in, right? Like, absolutely. Just be wrong with the guy that you love. Yep. So, and another thing with like, kind of goes back to Sal's thing. Like, just because, like, you might love a guy right now and you draft him and you think, man, he's not living up to the expectation, doesn't mean he won't, right? Like, he might just be a year early. And I've yep. seen that. I, I am a victim of this. Um, 
I say a victim of it. I'm more of just this is what I do a lot. And I'll I'll get a guy, I'll get him. He's a freshman, sophomore, and Javon Baker. He's he's my perfect example. I got him when he came into at Alabama, freshman, true freshman. Stashed him on my dynasty team. Obviously nothing. No second year. Had a had a game where I think he kind of caught a couple passes, and I'm like, okay, this is this might be the the start of something good. Then nothing. I was this close to dropping him. And I said, you know what? I'm going to hold on to him. He's got talent. And then next thing I know, he transfers. And I'm thinking, man, this this might be the best case scenario. So he goes to Kentucky, doesn't work out, ends up at UCF. And now he's their best receiver statistically, right? If not him, it's O'Keefe, but it's close. And just because he didn't pop the first when I drafted him doesn't mean you give up on somebody. I think this transfer portal is going to be crazy yeah. for the future. And that's why I haven't been quick to cut guys that I think are like fairly talented. Um, if you look at like my dynasty bench, I have some guys that like are not going to see the field. Like it's, and they're not <laughs> freshmen. Right. Right. But like, we're going to, I like we my all starting miss. lineup. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I well, a lot of them are like more like they were in the battle for the like a good example would be like um Eli Sanders, maybe the Iowa State running back, or like Noah Whittington well, for me. Donovan Smith. Like, that was that was a complete hedge bet for us. Donovan Smith. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is, right, like if you think the talent's there, if he has a chance to win a really prominent job, I like him. He didn't win it. Well, if your rosters like a lot of my rosters have enough depth where I don't need it, or there's so many roster spots. Let me see where he transfers to. Yeah. What if Eli Sanders transfers to Minnesota? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if Eli Sanders is all that great, to be honest. But like, <laughs> what if your your guy, right? Like transfers somewhere that's elite for CFF. Yeah. Then you're literally going to be drafting him in like the second round. Well, that's, of your that's how I felt like, with, <laughs> like Baker. Like he goes to UCF and it, it just kind of works. For whatever reason, it, it this works. Is, this is a year, a couple of years early for this concept, but like a great idea would be Tanner Mordecai, uh, Mordecai from SMU. He was the Oklahoma quarterback that didn't play, right? That was the yeah. same. He was against Rattler, and I picked him or grabbed him because I was like, I mean, like I think Rattler wins the job pretty, you know, unanimously. But like, what if? But he does. Talent always finds the field, or more than off, more often than not. I should say right and i was like okay well he didn't win the job what if he gets hurt my team was good i didn't need to rush it i kept him he transfers to smu and he's been a great starter for two years i think we'll we'll see more owners do that in dynasty the next couple years because i think that's just good with the transfer portal and everybody being able to move with immediacy there's no reason not (laughs) actually this is a good question it just kind of Popped into my head. Um, so a lot of times people, they will stack, stacks not the word, they will kind of load up on system quarterbacks, like a, a Mississippi State or the old Washington State, Texas Tech quarterbacks, and grab all of them. Well, now with the portal, you don't like them if they transfer. You want them to be in that offense. They might transfer to Iowa State and just be average. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you load it up on the system versus the players. Yeah, but I still think you're guaranteeing that that system, which has value, and you are. No, like, I'm not saying it's a bad strategy. I'm just saying now with with the portal being what it is, guys can say, you know what? I'm not starting. I'm out of here. I'll go. I'll go somewhere else that may not be the same system, but they're going to get to play. And you're like, okay, great. He plays for Colorado State, and they suck. You know, like that's. Hey, sometimes guys are just not good. <laughs> right, 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 right. But like, you know? but when you talk about when talent versus system, that's a whole. It could be a whole other podcast, I guess. But, um, well, that'll get real murky and yeah, muddy because yeah, yeah. it's it's hard, right? Because like you don't have to be good to be good, but like you have to like. And then there's also a certain level of like what positions can afford to be awful, right? Like you can be a bad quarterback in Kent State's offense. So I think we'll move on through the question. I think we move past the questions, but you, we just talked about the bye week. This is the bye week stretch. This is hell's yeah. hell's uh, row here. <laughs> yeah, seven, eight, nine are brutal. I remember just taking in best balls. This was like the stretch of weeks where it just was like, 
Holy shit, another guy on week eight by? I checked our BTR Dynasty team, and there's like 15 players on a bye. It's I, bad. I, I think I fielded the lineup that we could with the availability. Um, or with either injury or uh, bye weeks. But um, yeah, the bye weeks are, are, are tough this, this next couple weeks. But we're going to close this up here soon. But I want to kind of look into this week. What what games, other than the Tennessee-Alabama game we already touched on, what, what are the games you're kind of watching this week? I mean, what a great week of college football. Um, Penn State, Michigan should be awesome. I think, I think, I don't know. I think Kansas, Oklahoma could be fun. Yeah. Um, I think so. NC, I don't, you know, NC State, Syracuse is that like fake top 25, I think. Like, I think Syracuse beats them, and I don't think that's all that exciting of a game. Maybe it's close, but whatever. Any weekday Oklahoma, games that you like? Well, let me tell you one more weekend okay. game, and then I'll okay. get to the weekday. Okay. Oklahoma State, TCU might mm. be the best game of the weekend. It might I go 45-42. You have two very quality older veteran quarterbacks. You got very capable running backs. You got big play receivers. The types that don't go PPR-wise, they go mm. six for 190. And I think that could be a really awesome game. Yeah. You know what I find funny? You talk about Syracuse. People are upset that game day's not there. But I'm not so sure even if Tennessee was – Oh, and five, they wouldn't be in Fort Worth for the Oklahoma State TCU. <laughs> you know, like I think they would have gone if USC Utah wasn't a Fox game, they might have done that. Or, you know, what would have been a good random game would have been like JMU at Georgia Southern. Yeah, I'm getting weird now, but I think that yeah. would have been fun. Minnesota at Illinois. Like, you're right now, we're seeing this is a crazy, crazy week because we have Kansas is ranked. Mm-hmm. We have Illinois ranked. We have JMU ranked. Yeah. Three. I mean, obviously, JMU's never been ranked. But, like, <laughs> Illinois hasn't been ranked yeah, since. Yeah, Illinois and Minnesota would have been cool to see game day there. Like, when are they ever going to go back there? Like, that seems like a yep. take advantage of that now. Um, Chase Brown's the lead. Is he not the leading rusher in the country? If he's not, is he's, he? he's got to be close. He's close. He's I mean, close. Look, I'll sure. tell you. I'll confirm. Actually, he's second. Well, nope, you're right. Nope, take that back. Yards per game, he's second. First, he's first overall. Who's first in yards per game? McBride. Of course he is. <laughs> yards per uh, game, he's averaging 160 a game. 87 carries for 641. Jesus. Um, weekday stuff. You know, this is coming out after the game, but I think the probably, not really. Louisiana Marshalls should be okay. Should be fun mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. Columby. Um, Andrew's guy, Columby. i don't love the matchups this week you get a lot of weird random like temple ucf is kind of baylor west virginia seems kind of cool but i don't don't that one's cool almost too like mainstream yeah to be cool yeah but that's the best game of the weekdays but what about you like is there a weekend game or a weekday game that jumps um i think the jmu game is interesting because i think they've exceeded all expectations right I i don't think that anybody really what did we pick them to win six games i think we picked them 12 and 0 <laughs> <laughs> they're about to go 12 and 0 but no we picked them i think seven and five seven and five i'll i'll second you games. don't have to if you don't want to oh, i'm right here so five. we had them pick winning five five and no they play 13 games right so they're five and eight whoa i'm gonna call a typo there so besides <laughs> that one what do you think um um arizona washington i guess i just like arizona i think they're just fun to watch um it's hard not to like pinnix had a bad game last week but i think he gets back on track against arizona who's not really stopping a whole lot of people but i don't think washington's stopping anybody either that game that game might be fun but it's a 4 30 that kind of sucks or 4 30 my time um 5 30 for you um other than that, I mean, Memphis, East Carolina, East Carolina guys. Mitchell, Mitchell should be back this week. I'm thinking he's going to be back this week. Um, a sneaky game that might be fun to watch is Washington State, Oregon State, late on at eight o'clock, times nine o'clock. Um, but other USC, than, Utah should be good. Yeah, but I think Utah has kind of lost a bit of its shine. 
Yeah, but I think this could be a game USC loses. Yeah, right? I oh, think yeah. they win, but this is not a gimme by any means. Okay, question. Um, Arkansas, BYU, if you had to pick a winner, gun to your head right now. Arkansas. Arkansas. Better favorite. running back, better okay. quarterback. Is he? I like Jefferson. I, if well, he's I, healthy, I like him more than Jaron Hall for sure. Okay. Okay. I, I guess I'm, I'm asking the question when you say better quarterback, fantasy wise or just in general. Oh, fantasy wise. I think. I was going to say, I was like, I think Hall, I think Hall is the better pro quarterback. Well, the problem is Hall is like 29. So, like, <laughs> no, like, no joke. He's like 25. <laughs> yeah. He did his Mormon mission and then. That's the problem, right? Is like for NFL standpoint. Uh, but Jefferson, I think both of them are the same style, right? Like they're they're bigger guys, although I think Jefferson's technically bigger. They're both toolsy, very good arm. And I like how you can use run. Toolsy. You threw toolsy. Well, they just nice. they have a great arm. They have a yeah. great arm, but they're raw, right? Like they're not super accurate. They don't fit into the tight windows. They don't have like the best mechanics. Like they're more of like your college type where you know you get by with what you have and you're in a system that runs and you can be super successful so, so. I, I have one more game that i feel really terrible that i didn't even mention of course it's it's the game it should be the game on btr's calendar kent state toledo i mean that is literally the btr bowl <laughs> the btr bowl exactly um that should be fun Regardless who wins, like that should be fun. Toledo's favored by seven and a half, it looks like, but over under sixty one and a half. I like I'm that. gonna be I'm gonna be at the battery on Saturday. If anybody wants to join me, legitimately, I will be at the battery on Saturday in Atlanta here <laughs> watching the Braves. But also, I can't wait to see what kind of looks I get when I tell someone to turn the Braves game off and turn <laughs> it to the Kent State Toledo game. ESPN Plus, in case you're wondering what channel. Yes, it's ESPN Plus, sir. Yeah. So that'll be me. Hit me up at a. <laughs> <laughs> the battery. They said we don't have ESPN Punch Plus. Social will make it happen. <laughs> no, Chris is going to say they don't have. We don't have ESPN Plus. So he said, like, "Here's my phone. Stream it. Put it just, on the yeah, TV. Just, like do the whole like the little box <laughs> thing. You can like swipe it into it. Throw it know? into the TV. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we covered quite a bit um, between last week and this week. So. Um, next week we're definitely going to push for all three of us can't guarantee anything but we will in some form or fashion be here to entertain yep. all of you. So, until next week guys 